You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join us is Gary Peel, the lead guitarist for the band Boston. We're going to talk about his upcoming show at the Pacific Amphitheater, how he joined the band in 1985, what it's like to tour after all these years, and more. You can find out more about the upcoming show at the Pacific Amphitheater at the OC Fair by visiting www.pacamp.com. He's been a member of Boston since 1985 and is the longest recurring member of Tom Schultz's recording and touring band. The multi-talented Gary Peel actually really does it all. He plays guitar, he works in the recording studio, he does live shows on the road, and he's also the architect of the band Boston website. And now, from one of my favorite bands growing up, Gary Peel from the band Boston. Hey, Gary. Hi, Janine. How are you doing today? I'm great. I want to share a little story with you. When I was 12 years old, I went off to camp, and the music I brought with me was Boston. I brought, uh-huh. I brought this music, and my whole cabin was like, what is this? And I just was rocking out. I was probably like the best air guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really uh, a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thanks so much. I want to ask you, I want to back up to what drew you to the guitar growing up? Uh, just one of those things. You know, a lot of uh, other family members were musicians. My grandmother played organ, uh, uh, other kids, you know, cousins and all that kind of stuff played different instruments. But something about guitar and just that sound, you know, was just enticing to me. And yes. when I was in high school, uh, I was in a rock band, you know, and, and uh, other guitars in the band said, hey, we should all take lessons from this guy in the next town over. He's really good, and we can all take lessons from him. So we went down there and signed up, and he was great and taught us some cool stuff. And uh, and he was in a band called The Warlocks, and we went to go see him play at a pizza parlor. But about six months later, they changed the name to The Grateful Dead, and that was Jerry Garcia giving us lessons. I couldn't believe that when I read that. <laughs> we were just lucky to be in the right place at the right time. That's amazing. Now, how did you find your sound? I mean, did you did you just have an innate sense for guitar, or did you take a lot of lessons? Uh, I actually didn't take a lot of lessons after uh, Jerry stopped giving lessons. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we were, uh, again, just struggling on our own, writing songs and, and trying to come up with, yeah, with our own sounds. And we certainly, there were plenty of uh, uh, other great guitarists that we loved their sounds, but tried to find something on our own. And, and so uh, that's, what I've always done, you know, just tried to tweak it my way and just to get it to sound like me so that instead of people saying, well, he sounds like this or that, I, I hope yes. people say, well, he sounds like Gary Peel. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And then um, you you connected with Norman Greenbaum for Spirit in the Sky. How did that come about? Yes. Uh, he was living in Petaluma, where I was living at the time. And again, we had a band there, and we had heard that he had moved to town. And... Uh, it was after his uh, big hit, you know, that came out in 1970. So it was around 72 or 3, uh, he wanted to uh, start touring again. He had, he had uh, stopped touring for a while. And so at first he just wanted to uh, just go out as a singer-songwriter, which he'd always done before, just playing acoustic guitar, singing his songs. Yeah. And so we did some shows together. So our band would start the evening, we'd play our stuff, and, and then we'd leave the stage, and then normally would get up and play uh, but uh, one time we were playing for uh, kind of a rowdy crowd, and you could tell they were a little antsy when he was on stage because just him and the acoustic guitar, you know, people wanted to rock out a bit. Sure. So in the middle of the show, our drummer gets up out of the stage and starts playing drums with him. 
And so Norman turns around like, hey, what's going on here? Right. And he realizes it's us, and, and he calls us up on stage, and we sort of knew the songs, and we'd certainly known Spirit in the Sky and some of his other ones after you know working with him a few times. And we just started playing with him on the spot. No rehearsal whatsoever. Just start playing. And uh, so it was good. So from then on, we were, you know, his backup band for a while. So that was a lot of fun. And he was a great guy to work with. And then in 77, you connected with Sammy Hagar. Yes, Sammy had left uh, Montrose and was putting a band together. And uh, he had seen me play in my other band. Mm -hmm. And so he, you know, he knew that I was at least okay. And uh, I was down at rehearsal there with him, trying out, as you know, doing the audition. And uh, while I was there, Sammy's manager called up and said, hey, there's this gig. It was Queen and Thin Lizzy. Queen had to cancel. Thin Lizzy's going to headline. If you guys have a guitar player, you can open up for the, a couple of shows here. Awesome. And so Sammy turned to me and said, uh, you, you want to do it? It's in two days. And of course, I said, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> no and, hesitation. Uh, Just went right yeah. for it. Very cool. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, and But even then, I didn't know if I had the gig or not. I mean, I, I did the two shows, and I was, like, saying goodbye. Well, thanks a lot. I'll see you guys later. And <laughs> saying, no, 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 you're in the band. Unbelievable. So, and, and that's how, of course, I got to meet the guys in Boston. Uh, Sammy's manager knew Boston's manager. Okay. We got to open up the end of Boston's first tour, and they liked us, and they said, you guys should open the entire second tour. And that's what we did all across the country, uh, 78 through 79. And that's when I connected with Tom Schultz because we had a common interest in electronics. Right, I heard that. Uh, yeah, I was always asking, how do you get that sound? What's this thing here? What does that do? You know? And so he was nice enough to show me what he was doing. And then in 85, when Sammy got the call to join Van Halen, Tom called me and said, gee, I've got one more song to be recorded on the third album, third stage. Would you come back here and play on it? And I said, oh, man, sure. That's, that's a dream come true. Yes, yes. I left from our last gig with Sammy, which was Farm Aid One out in Champaign, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Flew directly to Boston, started working with Tom, and I've been here ever since. I mean, how lucky could a guy get? Of course. I lived in Boston for many years, and I took lessons with a great teacher who studied at Berkeley. And so I know how special, you know, plus you've got Tom Brady. You know, oh, yeah. You know, so uh, so you must love it there. Obviously, you know, it's probably a, was a pinch-me moment that you were going to be in that band. Absolutely. Uh, again, as the opening act, you know, we'd play our set, and I'd go out and watch them play every night because uh, I just loved the songs and the sounds, and, uh, yeah, they were always one of my favorite bands. So it, it was a thrill, a real dream come true. It must have been really fascinating to learn how Tom Schultz did get those sounds. Yes, uh, so well, he designed the amplifiers that we're using on stage. Really, I so, didn't know that. Yeah, so Chris, uh, he went to MIT, but as a mechanical engineer, and worked at Polaroid, uh, and bought some recording equipment and recorded, you know, that first uh, Boston album in his basement. And that right. had just never been done at that time. You know, people said, "Oh, you you got to go to a real recording studio and spend a lot of money per hour to to record." But I said, "Hey, I, you know, I'm going to buy the equipment and uh, do it myself." And was that first album, uh, you know, it was like the biggest debut album uh, ever. It was huge. It was monumental. I mean, they must have been floored at, you know, how people took that album. Yeah, yeah. Again, that just really came out of nowhere, and it just had that great sound. And uh, as you said, uh, you remember being a kid listening to that. Uh, yes. I, I remember where I was when I first heard the my first Boston song. Uh, I was driving in my car, and I came up to a red light, so I'm stopped at the light, and 
the guy in the car behind me jumps out of his car, runs up to my car, yeah. and then I recognize him and says, Great, Gary, quick, turn on the radio. This is Boston. This is the band I was telling you about. I turn it on and go, Wow, that sound. That's yes. a car sound. I don't know how he's getting that, but that's fantastic. It, it really was. I mean, and as a kid, I just would study everything. I mean, I would be doing, you know, from the air guitar to the keyboards. It was just the most incredible thing I'd ever heard. Yeah. You know? And, and first, when they put together those lists of 100 greatest keyboard players of all time, Tom always shows up, but he's also on the 100 greatest guitar players of all time. So there's nobody else in the world that's on both those lists. That's then, really incredible. Yeah, and you, again, you throw in the uh, you know hundred greatest rock songs of all time. There's always a Boston song there, and right. the fact that he designed the amplifiers, and, and you know he's just a really special guy. It's very interesting how musicians have another side to their creativity. There's there's so much intelligence that goes on in music. It's not just playing guitar. There's the technical aspect of it too. Sure. In fact, somebody asked me to uh, define Tom in four words. I said, Oh man, four words. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Smartest guy I know. <laughs> so, and my mom is a member of Mensa, so she's the smartest woman I know, but Tom's the smartest guy I know. <laughs> well, I hope she's listening. We're going to have to tell her to tune in because that's really nice you said that. <laughs> I want to ask you, you, you've spent a lot of time, I know you, you were described as Tom's right-hand man, and for over 20 years you were part, you're vice president of the Schultz Research and Development Company. Tell me about that. Well, uh, again, he knew that I uh, had that electronics bent, <laughs> uh, being a geek, and uh, so I started going to the, you know, the factory where he was making these amplifiers, and, uh, you know, he said, Get, take the, you know, take a listen to this, see what you're saying, and we'd all listen to it, and the other engineers at the company were all musicians as well, so, you know, we listened to it and playing the stuff, and uh, we'd, you know, say, okay, let's make these few changes to make it even better, mm-hmm. and... Uh, as the engineers started soldering away and Tom too, I said, well, look, I know how to solder. I, you know, I know a bit about electronics. And so I just ended up going there every day and, you know, helping them uh, build the stuff. And so, uh, it, and now Tom and I are the guys that know more about our equipment than anybody else. Uh, even great. our crew guys aren't always as familiar with it as uh, we are. So, yeah, we, <laughs> We wear a couple of hats there, so the technical side and the musician side. Well, you know the sound you want, so who's better to put it together than you guys? You know? Sure. And again, the fact that we built the amps, you know, so we, we know how that works. Right, right. Now, you have other projects. Tell me about Alliance. Alliance, uh, again, a labor of love with some guys that I had been in other bands with. Uh, Alan Fitzgerald, the keys, who had played with us in Sammy Hager. Mm-hmm. as well as Dave Lauser, who actually is still in Sammy Hagar's band on drums. And then the fourth guy is Robert Berry, uh, and he had played with the band Three, which had Keith Emerson and Carl Palmer. Uh, when they had the Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, but Lake left for a while, Robert took Craig Lake's place, and they first changed the name to uh, Three and okay. had uh, a successful uh, couple records out. But uh, Robert and I also have a, another band on the side called December People, oh, yeah. where we uh, play traditional holiday songs, but in the styles of our favorite band. So Very nice. we do a song like uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town as if ZZ Top would have played it. So, <laughs> I love it. Da, 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 you better watch out. You better not cry. Very cool. So, but the audience gets it. They, they love that. And, and we yeah. go from A to Z, from ACDC to ZZ Top, Led Zeppelin, Journey, uh, Huey Lewis, and goes on and on. That's and, awesome. But again, all the traditional songs, but in those styles, styles. of those other bands. And every show we do is a benefit for a local food bank. 
Oh, that's so, so nice. Yeah. I know we have to wrap up soon. Um, I have got a couple other questions. Uh, do you have a couple favorite songs from Boston that, you know, just stick with you, or they're all just, there's too many? <laughs> well, certainly it's great to play the hits that everybody loves and sings along with. There's just no better feeling than that, to stand up on stage and watching people sing along and having a great time. But uh, I also enjoy playing the song Walk On, the title track from our fourth album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a long song, kind of difficult to play, but we all get a chance to improvise in that one. And so you never know what you're nice. going to get from night to night. So that's always a lot of fun. That's nice because no two shows are the same. That's right, yeah. We're, we're always a little different. Right. I was going to ask you what it's like to be, because you're one of the longest members of the band, right? Yes, yeah. I've been there, what, 31 years here now. So what is that like? I mean, going out all these years touring. You know, it just has zipped by. <laughs> That's good. As, as Tom, yeah, as Tom has said, wow, 40 years, how did that happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, here we are. And, uh, again, I've just been uh, so proud to be a, a member of the band. And, again, Tom is just such a, a smart and wonderful guy to work with. Uh, I've just enjoyed the, the whole experience. Now, I know you have your upcoming show this Saturday at the Pacific Amphitheater. That's going to be a great venue. Uh, at the Cliff Mesa, yes. We're looking forward to that. And uh, I know we've been there before, but it's been a while, so we're looking forward to getting back. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for calling into KUCI. It's been great talking to you, and I hope to meet you sometime. Well, thanks, Janine. Well, I hope to see you soon, then. That was Gary Peel from the band Boston. If you missed any part of my conversation with Gary, it will be up on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org and also on www.kuci.org. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.